Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by the comedian, actor, podcaster Joe Wilkinson. Yeah. He played Celebrity Combination Lock. He was on good form. He's got a book out, hasn't he, Paul? He has. Yeah, sounds interesting. Um, the uh, K-pop girl band, Stacey, uh, made a bit of a fashion fox paz, as Quinny would say last <laughs> week, um, around uh, a, uh, a Texas Rangers um, baseball game, but it's led into something else. And uh, comedian Roscoe McLennan and Rangers fan joined us to chat about that, didn't he? He did indeed. He was very funny. Yeah, very he funny was. about it. So he that's was. always good, isn't it? Uh, Rupert Bell was on, and um, he's got friends in high places. Uh, he explained <laughs> all about that. We had a bit of a chat. Yeah, lovely it, stuff. I think here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, Paul. Hugely exciting match last night, but let's, that's enough about the uh, New York Knicks v oh, the, yes. LA, the LA Clippers. Well, we're, everybody's <laughs> talking about that today. You can't turn on your telly or radio for chat exactly. about what no. happened in that game. 111.95 to the Knicks. I'm, go doing, Knicks. I'm doing a deflection uh, <laughs> technique here. The Knicks Paul, won, did they? They did, Paul. Well, let's go big on that today. <laughs> no. eh? We don't really want to talk about Paul, anything else. you've got to talk about it. Well, it might what be good a, for what me. What a match. I'm, I'm How was it in the stadium? Because at home, it was, as a neutral was, at home, it was an insanely brilliant evening's entertainment. It, it, yeah, I mean, if you've got skin in the game, obviously, as it as it wore on, not so much. It was a fantastic atmosphere. I do wonder whether, ultimately, that fed into some of the mayhem mm. uh, and some of the overexcitedness of, of one or two of the Tottenham players. I saw Son today, you know, thanking the crowd for sticking with the team and said, you know, the energy that you, you gave us spurred us on. Of course, Tottenham scored early. Yeah. And then the crowd were whipped up as it was, and they were whipped up even more. And you do wonder. I mean, look, it's the right thing to do, but you only look at that a doggy tackle, which is a bit of an adrenaline rush, yeah. maybe as all part of... He's only a young lad, and these sort of things will happen. Yeah. Um, maybe that was part of it. I don't quite hold with the fact that that was the turning point, because... And he's going to come on later. And you could see Chelsea were getting into the game. We'd scored with that. We'd scored that second goal, yeah. which was a beautiful move. And had Lovely. it had it been two 0 you could have seen some of that uh, energy drain out of Chelsea because you know the the uh, confidence has not been particularly high. But it stayed at one, and then they started to come into the game. Then we had uh, Christian Romero, and when he's on one, Christian, we've seen enough yeah. of him now. When he's on one, you saw the kick out on Colwell. There's very little you can do about it apart from taking off, which would be a mad thing to do because he's, he, you know, he's one of our best players. But when he's on one like that, it's only a matter of time before he puts in that sort of challenge. I don't think he set out to do Fernandez because he's one of his uh, yeah, yeah, teammates sure. for Argentina. I just think again, just it was just one of those mad. He well, plays as he's been lucky to stay. He's been lucky to stay on. Look, he's always. He, Plays right on the edge all yeah. the time. You could look at most games where he puts in a challenge or does something, think, oh, you know, another referee, etc. But you've only got to watch an Argentinian league game to really to see what he grew up on. If you if you had a diet of Boca River derbies, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they almost instead of tossing up in a Boca River derby, they play slapsies <laughs> to decide who's going to kick off. Yeah, 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 they really, you know, that, that Russian slapsies, which yeah, is really like punching each other. Yeah, well, they could do. But the, the point I'm making is he plays like a pre-VAR footballer. He's like a relic of an era when you yeah. couldn't look at a challenge again. Yeah. Um, he is a wonderful player and he's been brilliant for us. And, you know, it, it just you do wonder whether you're ever going to change him because we've seen a run of games this season where he's not lost his rag and he's, he's kept on the right side of the law and he's he's been getting in... He's been the peacemaker sometimes between play, opposition yeah. players, stopping stuff happening... But just last night, for whatever reason, he, you know, he just lost his head and it massively 
cost us. Um, I mean, it was interesting. The manager said, look, he, you know, he's that sort of play, plays on the edge, he's very physical. I'm sure in private he'll be having a word with him. I think as Conte did, because he put in a mad challenge against Milan last year, which was idiotic. And you think, you know, you can, it's no good to you if he's not on the field, no. especially in light of what happened to Van der Ven afterwards. It's the collateral damage of last night, more than the result. And there's a lot you can take from the performance and the the fact that the the fans and the team were very much together and most people stayed to the end, even at 4-1 yeah. to applaud them off. There is, there is, I think there's something they can take from back, the collateral damage of losing Van der Ven, losing a lot of players yeah. to injury. Madison. Richarlison today looks like he's going to be out for a couple of months as well. So... It was always, you know, wafer thin, this. We've basically been playing with 13 players all season. And, you know, if you've got one or two injuries, Bill and Andy were talking about it yesterday, we've got one or two key injuries, like Madison, who I think will probably be back, if not for Wolves, then certainly for the Villa game. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. But Van, you know, Van der Ven's could be eight. It looks like a bad one. Yeah, that looked bad. That, 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 that could be an eight, ten that, weeker. Yeah, yeah. We'll find out, I'm sure, in the fullness of time. you say a pre-VAR player. I think that's a really good I just think really he is. I think he's a player are, from an era where you had are, one look at it. Yeah, but, we are going to see players play yeah. differently now, aren't we? You know, and, and yeah. the, the, the amount of waiting around that was for VAR last yeah. night was absolutely massive. Without VAR, that match, what is it, going, goes in probably 11 v 10 and two all at half time, I, I, I imagine. And then who knows what happened second yeah. half. But I mean, I think there was a lot of waiting around. The way the game was shaping up before the sending off, I see what Andy thinks, but I felt that it was maybe shaping up to be the sort of game we talked about in the Falls panel the other day, a tight draw. I thought it was going to be... I think it'd been 11 against 11 with Chelsea coming back into it at 1-0. I think it could have been a two-all draw or something, yeah. like a very entertaining game. But what we got was like practically two hours of football and stop-start. I mean, it is a frustration when you're in a stadium. I'm obviously at home. I think I think that game would have been great if you were watching on telly. But if you were in the stadium, just looking at Michael Oliver, walking around yeah, saying yeah, the players, yeah. so they're checking and they're yeah, checking. Yeah, yeah. And on and on it went. And it does sort of... And you do wonder whether... Players being dormant for five, ten minutes while they're waiting. Well, that's, yeah. Doesn't help with muscle injuries. Doesn't help with does it? Hamstring, I mean, I hamstrings yeah. and things, yeah, yeah. But the high line, Paul, that was, they started playing that so early on, yeah. didn't they? You know, I, did I, you notice that in the stadium? Oh, How yeah. was that around with your friends it, and fans it, no, around was, we you? Were all, no, we were all saying that. Yeah. We blimey, talk about them. Look, it nearly came off. It nearly worked, But I don't yeah. doubt for a minute that had we got to 2-2, two, two, we wouldn't then have sat deep. You know, I think he probably would have still kept that yeah. line. And we may have lost 3-2. Um, but yeah. I don't think we would have suddenly dropped off. I mean, look, this a lot of people would say it was naive. You shouldn't have done that. But you know, ultimately, when Liverpool went down to nine men at Tottenham the other week, they did sit low and looked at us on the break, and it worked for a lot of time. But ultimately, it didn't work because they ended up losing, losing the game. The game yeah, yeah. So there's look, there's more than one way to skin a cat. It was bold. The goalkeeper was amazing, Oof. keeping them in it. But ultimately, he, he, he really announced himself properly. I mean, I know he's had a really great season, yeah. but. What a performance that was yeah. last night. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. He's here, the man of many hats, oh, fresh yeah. from the King's Speech. Yes. Uh, it's Rupert Bell. Good afternoon, yes. Rupert. Good afternoon. What are the, what are the seats like there? I mean, where well, are well, you in the good seats? My seat was outside on Parliament Green. You know, oh, that, uh, that if so, I'm Restricted a, view. Mm. Well, re, well, very much a restricted <laughs> yeah. view. Restricted access, but I, I was at least down there um, for um, the King. Um, he, it wasn't an, um, an Oscar-winning delivery. Okay. Of, well, it's not not very because what he had to read was pretty dull and boring. Yeah. So he yeah. he didn't suddenly want to branch out into a reading as if he was watching about yeah. to do an edition for yeah. the Goon Show, we'll which like is a... something he loved, or Shakespeare, because of course he is a bit theatrical. But it was uh, yeah. not a theatrical performance from Fletch, him. Well, Fletcher was saying earlier on there was football in the King's Speech. So I was wondering if he said, "Blimey, did you see that game last night? It was mad, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it?" Well, I'm sure, I wonder whether his son watched it in um, uh, Singapore, but, um, yeah, yeah. but I hope he didn't watch Saturdays. Nottingham Forest uh, oh, yeah, our, well, our, our yeah. defeat there we'll come but on I'm going to that. give you a, a nugget about the Black Rod because okay, obviously yes, there's lovely. much speculate she, I met her first when mm. I covered the Newcastle Challenger Tennis Tournament oh. when she was the press officer in 1993, okay. how'd you get the Black Rod gig? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I think you have to just end up working in the. In the well, it used to be. Are you good else, at knocking? Do you have well, to bring your own stick? Well, it used to be. <laughs> do they uh, give you the stick, or do you bring, bring your, your own, own rod? Well, yeah. I think she's the first woman who got the gig. The previous one was someone I was at school with, the Marquis of Chumley. But anyway, there oh, we yeah, go. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds I, like one of your I would, friends. I wouldn't drink anywhere else. I do very, <laughs> I do very good food in there. See, to me, pint a pint for a, for a tenner. Can I tell you the difference between me and Rupert? To me, it's a pub. To him, it's a mate. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, true, isn't it? Well, really? there we go. He used to do the knocking. But anyway, it's now uh, Sarah Clark is her name. Oh. And she used to work at Wimbledon as well as a press <laughs> officer there before she went and worked. And then she writes every day a briefing to uh, uh, the King uh, about what's gone on in Parliament. That's is she part of in job. a kind of tennis parlance? Yeah. Is she doing oh, so basically, she does a press release <laughs> for the King of what's gone yeah. on in the... Uh, in, in, in the house. Get him up to speed. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, excellent. Yeah. Now, let's talk a bit of golf very quickly. Mm. Rory McElroy, uh, he says he would like to see the game of golf brought back together. I mean, he has been one of the most vocal uh, of those that were reigning against Liv and called himself the sacrificial lamb at one point. But I think he now, the, the bigger picture would seem to be that we get some kind of peace breaking out. There was some talk of this, but then we had Phil Mickelson mm. saying, or oh, more people want to come to live. It's still not 100% there, it, 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 is it? No, they had a, a framework to have a framework, basically, to yeah. get round with PIF, the, the Saudi-backed uh, uh, organisation and the Public Investment Fund. Mm. But he was been in Boston where he's been launching this TGL, which is basically this team competition using golf simulators. It's and him he, and Tiger have come up yeah, with it, haven't yeah. they? Uh, and they were in Boston with his teammates, and that's the Fenway Sports Group, who are also looking yeah. and are part of the other consortium. So basically... There's and a Liverpool's l- owners, of course. Yeah, but yeah. there's a lot going on behind the scenes um, in terms of the American political system saying, do they want the Saudi Investment Fund investing in the PGA Tour. So there's political stuff going on. Rory basically says if they don't do a deal with the Saudis, then Liv will continue to draw people away from the PGA Tour with their millions. So it's a very... I can see why he's trying to do it. He's saying he's if we must try and unite uh, the game of golf, because otherwise we're going to continue with this very divisive... um, template and it, it won't be good so I can see where Rory's coming from I think he just wants to move on and get it sorted Do you think the Ryder Cup helped at all on that front? Um, we're looking at the Americans' attitude to the Ryder Cup, uh, they've got some issues there <laughs> um, because they looked they all want to be played, uh, paid for playing so yeah. um, it's not straightforward. I think from a European perspective mm. it was terrific for the sort of unity of the European team members um, that they they very much buy into it but it, it, it it's in a way that's a sideshow at the moment yeah. it's a money-making machine the Ryder Cup don't yeah. make you know clearly it has saved the DP world tour with the money that it makes but there are wider issues now and the wider issues are will they manage to sort some framework out we had the race that stops Australia overnight the Melbourne Cup um, and was Holly Doyle riding in that did I say uh, she was riding it she was been at the Breeders Cup they flew in Ryan Moore was also at yeah, the Breeders Cup because that's a he, flight and a half oh, it? it's a nightmare <laughs> flight that one when you're going the other way mm. um, and you suddenly pop up and it's Monday or Tuesday yeah. uh, but Ryan Moore was riding the favourite Vauban who was hugely disappointing he'd had a really good win on August Rodin at the Breeders' Cup in Santa Anita. That was disappointing. Holly was riding, just horse didn't stay, but it shows her power as a, um, one of the rising stars. But without a fight, um, Michael Vaughan actually had that horse in the sw- Australian uh, oh, TV right. station mm. sweepstake um, because all the Australians were saying it's a bit like the England cricket team, you've gone without a fight. But he won the sweepstake because without a fight, actually won that race without a fight. Um, yes. It was very, very convincing. A lovely story from that. Uh, without a fight, uh, a homeless man uh, turned a $5 Aussie dollar bet into 106000 oh, He went to bang. a local club to watch the race just for a bit of fun with a, a, a fiver he had there. He put it on the race, three quid on the race, and he's come away with about 55 grand. Fantastic. I don't know if he'll continue to be homeless. For some people, that's a lifestyle choice. Apparently. Might go by a load of tents. So, um, or whether, yeah, <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, who welcome knows? Welcome to talk politics. Uh, <laughs> with Charlie Baker. <laughs> who knows? So, uh, but well done to him. That's a nice story off the yeah. back of that. And the villa. Um, well, as, I said, as I said yesterday, it wasn't so much, Rupert, that um, you got beaten at Forest because at home they can beat anybody when they're on it. But you didn't score, and you've, yeah. you've got an embarrassment of riches, I think, up front. It was a funny performance. Yeah, it was. It? We were bullied out of it. We, they just seemed to be wanting it more. Mm. My youngest son, he was there. He just said uh, he was in the away end. He gave it plenty of um, sort of cheer, but he just said they just were out battled, yeah. out fought. They had the chances, but. They, it was a sloppy day at the office. Well, I'm going on Thursday night to the European game. Hopefully they can put that all behind them. AZ Alkamara, the opponents. And then it's Fulham before the international break. But mm. our fixtures after that are a bit bit lively. we got Arsenal, Manchester City back-to-back. you got the us? Well, we'll win that. 
because you oh. haven't got any players any left. Any players left. <laughs> yeah, but that's the Wolves fans <laughs> the and the Villa team. fans <laughs> thinking like, we're down to the bare bones. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, the bubble's burst. I mean, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a pub last night and I must admit, I, uh, in, in South London, there were lots of Chelsea fans in the run and I'm just thinking, what am I watching? Yeah, it was yeah, the most crazy, extraordinary game yeah. of football. I would imagine, as I said, as an event on telly with you having a running commentary of what was going on with VAR and yeah. seeing the yeah. incidents again. I'm sure it was a beautiful television right. experience. For us standing there, just looking at Michael Oliver, looking at the screen and just wandering about a bit, mm. not so much. Well, really. that's the problem with VAR. I mm. um, hate it from a, when I'm in the ground. But clearly, outside, yeah. that was one it's hell of great, an experience. It's great theatre, isn't but, it? But well, uh, we'll theater. beat you. We'll, uh, Arsenal, well, they've obviously, their yeah. bubbles burst of wow. the weekend as well. And Cold, uh, Cold, he's very wow. confident. Uh, he's he's coming isn't he? Out like Black Rod, he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> after the gig. Yeah, well, he is. I just, I'm just like, oh, you're, you think you're going to bounce back your next game this week? No, you well, don't. Obviously, oh, well, we got, no. I know we got Wolves away. I mean, we're up, yeah, we're we're going to have a bit of a rebuild with a thin squad. So but we'll you'll see. Be wolves. You were not, are you still in the FA Cup? Good, uh, no, no, all no, right, no, okay. no, no. Please don't. Not in any. Please don't. We got Yeovil tonight, and oh my, my Ollie, that's his team. Is uh, it? Yeah. Ah, the Glovers. The Glovers. The, the West Glovers. Country Derby. That's yeah, important. They've got yeah. three ex-Torquay players. They'll all score. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. For the first time ever, the all the mascots of La Liga oh, are, right. are going to descend. Not on, from around the world. No, just um, it's just Spain. Yeah. La Liga mascots are going to... It's basically a mascot. Yeah. Well, it's an Olympics because they've got different events. Um, they're all going to come together at the Gunners Stadium in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, the first event is 100 metre steeplechase, so they've oh, got to get over some. Oh, nice. That's quite difficult. Well, that bloke dresses a boiler, is it? <laughs> I don't think so. I've got pictures of them all here. There's, there's some quite weird looking ones. Yeah. Um, In Spain. Understandably. Um, so, yeah, so you've got your steeplechase, that'll okay, kick it yeah. off. Second event, um, the 100 metre sprint. Yeah. <sighs> yeah okay. Third event, a peculiar cucumber throw. That classic. <laughs> that, you ever had a. <laughs> Peculiar cucumber, peculiar cucumber. The fourth, an MLS-style penalty uh, shootout, okay, which each yeah. mascot will try to beat a goalkeeper of legend. Oh, okay. So you might have a, them descending Cassias or someone. Or yeah, 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 yeah. You might just have Spanish them descending one on one. Up. I mean, I wonder how many of these legend Zubizarreta, how many of these legendary Spanish keepers will be thinking, "Well, it's a living." Yeah. As, <laughs> as I don't know, sort of Atletico Madrid's you know, uh, mascot uh, homes in on them, tries to dink one over. Dragon him. starts running at you. Yeah. Uh, the fifth is a relay race and the sixth mm. and last one will be a virtual event in which the public will vote online for their favourite mascot mm. I'll tell you what I mean for a day's entertainment five euros five euros for uh, adults three euros for uh, for Leganis fans you can get into the stadium watch that all unfold that's nice so it's just just Spanish just Spanish no, that's yeah, shame, it's not isn't quite it? an Olympic not going to get the city gent from Bradford turning no, up like, just right. that bloke and it's, it wasn't he's it? just a bloke isn't he yeah. uh, the city gent with yeah. a hat Harty Harry, who's the one who used to freak me out, as I've often said, Mark Harty Harry, the uh, the Hearts mascot. All right, too big to be a uh, too big to be a man. Not quite, you know. It was like he was in this hinterland. He was like, it was just well, like a freakish, it was like a freakish man mascot uh, character. You know, like an oversized man, but too small to be a mascot, yeah. and not quite weird enough to be <laughs> just... a mascot. And he had this kind of fixed Hearty grin. Harry. He came on and he waved. Uh, yeah, I went to a game Was there. he like fr- fry- eating a full of fry-up all the time? Fry- like fry- smoking fags? No, no, no. He was. He looked He looked, He looked. looked in great nick. All right, okay. He, he was in great nick. But I don't know if he still patrols uh, Hearts games. Maybe the Hearts fans can tell us. I think, hearty, 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 I've I've think he does. Instead. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Very well, nice. Well, um, let's get a confirmation of what's going on in that game between Afghanistan and Australia. Sam Ellard. 91 for 7 are Australia chasing 292 quite incredible since you've last been with me two wickets have fallen Marcus Stoinis was trapped LBW for six runs by uh, Rashid Khan reverse sweeping hit his pad ball crashing into the stumps this over though has been full of drama I heard you boys speaking about Afghanistan being confident of getting Mitchell Stark out the ball you were talking about was given as not out because Mitchell Stark hit the ball into the ground, then onto his boot, then into the hands of Rashid Khan. The Afghanistan players thought it was bat, boot, caught. 
Replays clearly showed the ball hit the ground before going onto the boots. That was given not out. But the very, very next ball, Mitchell Stark was given out. Edging behind uh, to the wicketkeeper who made a little bit of a meal of catching it. But in the end, it stayed in his hands and he was given out. Mitchell Stark decided not to review it. It looked the thinnest. And I mean the thinnest of edges to the wicketkeeper, but there was no review. So you can only assume he has hit it. Looks a very, very thin edge. The keeper, in fact, uh, first drops it, goes in the air, and then he catches it. We're just having a look here at Ultra Edge. And Ultra Edge shows there is no bat on that at all. That is absolutely bizarre. He looked really, really perplexed, Mitchell Stark, as he was given out. He had a little bit of a chat to his partner, but the replay showed there on Ultra Edge anyway, there was no bat on it. So that is a massive, massive blow for Australia, who incredibly are seven down for just 91 runs, and they need exactly 200 more runs to win this game of cricket, gents. And the knock-on effect of this, Sam? What could it mean for Australia if they go and lose this? Well, it will make things very, very interesting. So India and South Africa are both through. They're top two we move on. It will be Australia 10 points in third place. It will be Afghanistan on 10 points in fourth place. New Zealand and Pakistan on eight points. So all four teams would have a chance of finishing in the final two playoff places. So it would put Afghanistan level on points with Australia um, with, with everyone will have one game to go. In terms of games remaining in this competition, Afghanistan's final game is against South Africa. That will be tricky. Australia have got Bangladesh who are one of the teams uh, that have struggled in this competition. But now, two teams on 10 points, two teams on eight points, uh, two more playoff places to, to go. It feels like, boys, we've had to wait a long, long time for, for, yeah. for, for, for excitement of this competition. Yeah. But perhaps we're it's only three, for... three or four years till the final, isn't it? <laughs> yes, can't be long <laughs> It's been the longest World Cup in the history of World Cups, but perhaps we're, uh, we've got the excitement, don't we, tomorrow of England trying to secure a place in the, in the Champions Trophy. Yeah. Can England come top eight? It's all happening, boys, all happening. You say excitement, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Has yeah. anyone ever... Has anyone ever, uh, if South Africa win it, has anyone ever done that before? Held the rugby and the cricket World Cup at the same time? Do we know that? that You've got those facts to your fingers. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Off the top of my head, do I know the answer to that question? What are you no, even doing that on TalkSport, Sam? Would be, that would be some... Oh, do you know what? I'll find out for you. That yes, would be thank some, you. That would be some achievement, wouldn't it? Amazing, yeah. absolutely. Thanks, Sam. Back to you later. Thank you, boys. There we are. That's Sam Elard there. Um, we can find out the same team held the rugby That'd be nice. and cricket World Cups. Do you want a bit of a Knicks update, Paul? I know you thought it wouldn't last a week. I'm still watching them. I didn't stay up for it last night, though. It was one of the late kickoffs last night, so it doesn't start till half past. Kickoffs? Half past tip offs. Okay. doesn't start till half midnight, the late ones. Late and, then, you, and then it's like two hours, so I wouldn't have been going to bed till half two or something like that. Mm. be a bit of a nightmare. I'm enjoying it, though. They, um, got bit, they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, away yeah. last week and mm. then the night after they had to play them again but right. at home that's the way oh right okay doesn't seem like like they've thought right. it through okay well, just it, put, it's well, like having, Newcastle. it's like Arsenal Newcastle okay. right and I'll, saying I'll knock up a letter for you <laughs> we'll do it now shall we dear NBA I don't think they uh, my name's I Charlie they, <laughs> I have watched one game of basketball <laughs> in my life that, yeah and I think you haven't thought it through. I don't Please write back to me. Can I have a free shirt? Yeah, good luck with that, Charlie. Shirt. Good luck with that. Shirts are $120, Paul. Mm. For a vest. I know. For a vest. For a vest. <laughs> I mean, it's not even an actual shirt, is What's it? What's the most you'd spend on a vest, Paul? What's the most you've ever spent on a vest, TalkSport listeners? Uh, do let us know. TalkSport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. I think one of the reasons that Tottenham lost last night... No, that's not actually true. Ah. But we did something last night that you should never do. Oh, yeah, I think everybody has their normal match day rituals, oh, yeah. don't they? Parking they, Carey Park Road is mine. Is that yours? You, go, is you always park. Right. Park Road. Everybody has their own match day ritual and you stick rigidly to them. Mm. And it's not like this was a lucky ritual because this was the same ritual when we were getting gubbed under Conti and knocked out the Champions League, etc, etc. So it's not like it's bad luck. To, but it's always dangerous to break your pre-match oh, yeah. ritual. Terrible. So look, one of the guys we always go with, who remain nameless, good afternoon, Tony. Oh, wow. Said the, under the, <laughs> said the other day... <laughs> Well, let's try. Let's go and have something to eat somewhere else. We tend to go for a nice meal before in a oh, Turkish nice. restaurant, which is nice. very nice. People yeah. look after us. Good food. They're very yeah. nice in there. And let's go somewhere else wow. nearer the ground. Oh, let's break. Man. Let's break this, and we'll do it a different way. Well, um, we tried a couple of places that were very busy, couldn't get into them, yeah. and then we ended up in a place more or less opposite the ground, which was quite terrible, oh, basically. Man. 
Um, oh, no. So, and, and that wasn't that didn't set us up particularly well for the evening. No, of course. It was, and um, I think it threw us. And I'd like to think, in some ways, it threw, threw ends the in the team. It threw the I team. I think word got through. It did. Somebody in the dressing room sat there and they said, "Hang on." That, that mob who sit up at the yeah. back there by the corner flag. They've not gone they've, the normal they've place. They've not gone normal Turkish. Mm, they've gone no. to some other place and they've had a nightmare. So, and then I, th- I think a few it. heads have dropped. That's what I it th- is. I think first five minutes they were able to 15, 20, they could ride it out. But beyond that, they really but struggled. But they started well, so maybe they didn't know until like terms 15 minutes into the game. So what you're saying, there was a real shortage of lamb chops on the platter. Well, yeah. there was apparently. Oh, and, really? and then that starts to eat, you know, it starts to bother you if you're James Madison and then suddenly <laughs> you're not playing as well, are you? Twisting your ankle. Anyway, your pre-match rituals and when you change them, did it change for the better? Maybe you just... Maybe you tried something, something different. Else, and it worked. And it worked. Yeah, or maybe beautiful. you, a bit like us last night, you, you mess with a ritual, you mess with the things yeah. you always do on a, on a match night, and it all went Well, you know, I have, a, I have a lucky spot whenever we... Whenever, yeah. I try and find the lucky spot in, in the ground. Because yeah. National League South, you can walk around the ground and stand when you like, yeah. basically. And if one place isn't working, I will move, Paul. Even if it means standing on my own. Right, I know you did that once in yeah, a game. And find, Helen find Chamberlain it. saw you, and she thought you looked like a, a sort of lone... <laughs> Crazy yeah. man, just sort of standing there with his straight face. I look like one of those men who stands with the transistor in his ear. You know, <laughs> that's get, it. Getting the results. Yeah. Hearts are one nil up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a bloke who used to sit next to us and like just attention seeking. He go, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> what's happened? Braith have just scored a second against Fulfart. You know, oh, oh, mate. Man, mate goodness sake, we're halfway for a Tottenham game. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
if you like. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's a nice idea. Well, we, nice. We, Get that for the YouTube viewers. We are on YouTube. Are yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Um, are we? Yes. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's a graphic autobiography you've got, yes, uh, yes. Henry Packer, to, to do the drawings yes. for you. That makes yeah. it sound like it's got a lot of rude, troubling <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. in it. Ooh, so yeah. it's very... It's 18 plus. Between the sheets. It's, it's incredibly graphic. <laughs> but no, the, the illustrations are fantastic. Yeah, really, Henry's really very good. clever. Yeah, yeah, I can't... Um, sadly, I was, I was saying to someone earlier, I can't really take any credit for this. <laughs> so it's killing me. I'm going, why am I here? <laughs> should be talking to Henry. He's a very clever boy. Where so. did the idea come from, Joe? Um, they, who's they? The the publisher said, uh, do you want to write a book? And I was like, no, nah, no. And then it just, <laughs> do, that sounds like hard work. And yeah. then I thought think, I could get... all he- the people trying to get book deals. Like, <laughs> yeah. their, their whole life trying to get published. That sounds yeah. bad, right? They'll love that bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clip that, put it on a loop. Um, Entitled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tough, like, oh, I've, I've grafted. I've yeah. grafted for this book, boy. Yeah. Pulled myself up. Um, and... They said, and then I was like, it does sound like a lot of hard work. And I thought, well, I could get um, Henry to do the heavy lifting. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's weak willed. Right. So um, We've been brutally honest about this. Yeah, yeah, no. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I got, I basically got on his coattails. Um, so, yeah, I wrote, I, I really wanted to do something a bit different. So we came up with the idea of a sort of comic book uh, autobiography that I could write lots of stupid stories. And then. I saw some of Henry's illustrations. They blew me away, and I yeah. thought, "Is it?" And I, I, yeah. I plucked. Did you know each other before? Yeah, he's, oh, a, yeah. he's Henry's a, a stand-up. He's a really, oh, he's a really oh, good oh, stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got a brilliant brain. So what that was, what was good about it? Because I think if I just use a, an illustrator, you wouldn't have got the sort of comic no. layer that he brought. Because mm. every time it was a, it was a really lovely process for me because I'd basically be sat at home, you know, watching what you know, a bit of telly, and then one a page would pop up. I'd be like, cool, that's good. <laughs> I'm going to get some of the credit for I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to look really good yes, here. Yeah, yeah, Are yeah. you really a train spotter, Joe? Because that features in a few places. I, Do you I, like to be a train no, spotter? No, I sort of just have the sort of the look of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the idea came from the look rather than the, the, the passion that it needs. And He's got a, he does a beautiful representation of you with the, with the beard and everything, doesn't yeah, he? He's kind the, of captured you, I think. Oh, this, this, we have, myself and Henry, you'll know this, Charlie. Yeah. Henry's got quite a... A, a large nose as well okay. and we both grew up thinking both of us thought we had little button noses <laughs> so we had a big chat about how because I was like cool you draw my nose quite big and we both were like been probably in our late 20s before someone mm. told us properly we had big right. I do have a little button nose you'd have a yes, beautiful so I'm afraid I'm I'm a little, I'm, I'm, tiny little and I never nose. thought I did either well, but I'm there we kidding are. myself I <laughs> thought I thought I had a delicate little one, but no, so yeah, so you know that that you know, big yeah. old nose on the front. But no. so where can we where can we find it? Uh, it's out now, I take it. Joe? It's on out on the ninth. Um, oh, okay. We're doing some book signings as well, oh, right? Nice. Yeah. And uh, they're not going well. Oh right. So, oh, right. so, okay. so you, you get a ticket. Well, the ticket is basically a book. Yeah. Right. But which means they can, <laughs> which I'm glad about. They can trace whether people are coming. So mm. you haven't got to do that in the old days. It would be like... You have to sit and wait. Sit and wait and yeah, do yeah. like, oh, God. So, um, yeah, there's not a lot of people coming, which is fair enough, you know. It's a, have yeah. you advertised it, though, you know? A lot of the time, what people go, mean? it's not going, well, not going well, and then it's not been advertised. <laughs> so a you bit don't of both. It's actually on. A bit of you know? both. Uh, general apathy of the country plus... I haven't pushed it too hard. <laughs> Joe and I started out as comics at about the same time. Yeah, we were right, the same yeah. year. Weren't we were the same sort of school year. Was right? it a passing out? Are you in the yearbook together? Well, we did a comedy. We both were in a together. final of a uh, competition called uh, "So You Think You're oh, Funny" yes. yeah. in Edinburgh, and in the final was me, Joe, uh, Kevin Bridges. Yeah, did not happen to him. Yeah, uh, Tom Allen. Won yeah. it, didn't he, Joe? Yeah, he won did. it. He won it. Um, Sarah Millican. Sarah Millican. Stuart wow. Goldsmith. Good yeah. lineup. Um, uh, the, the, the Australian lad, do you remember him? He, he's massive in Australia. Oh, now. is he? Uh, Josh. Mm, that's show business. Yeah, God, we've moved on. Not so, so big quick. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really. Josh, someone. Yeah. Josh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone's still going. Is the thing. Everyone's oh, still. Good. Everyone's still in no the skin of our teeth. No still in the business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now uh, you, of course, are doing Chatterbix, aren't you? The podcast yeah. with your friend David Earl. We are. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a, where did that the idea to do a kind of daily morning podcast come from? Well, we kind of we talked about how. You know when you've got a job that your heart's not in, and you and you basically rely on like radio shows like this or mm. podcasts or whatever. And we were talking about how reliant we were. I used to I listened to a lot of Radio Four shows and mm. just sort of wish I did something else for a living. And, uh, <laughs> and David did the same. And we we liked the idea of like doing a show that 
someone listen to every day because they they were in the same position as us, sort of going, I just need something to kill half an hour, even if it's not that great. (laughs) And so that was the start of it. But it became like this absolute (laughs) horrible thing that was hanging over us because we we did a sitcom a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. We we did a... The football sitcom. Uh, no, the, oh, the, no, the Cockfields. Oh, the, oh the, yeah, the yeah, that was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, but we, we we got up at like, we started, we recorded at half five every morning before mm. we had to learn lines and stuff. And that was the, that I think that was the point where we had to have a hard look at ourselves and go, let's go down to three days a week. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. We're, we're getting old. We're it's getting a lot, old. isn't it? Adrian Durham's been in touch. He okay. said, oh, good to hear Joe, my co-star in the Sky sitcom oh, Rovers. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah, he did the voice at the start. Well, yeah. Bit for you, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he got a BAFTA for that. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian got the only BAFTA that came out of that show. <laughs> Gillingham. They were in trouble for a bit, weren't they? Oh, Big Gillingham back. fan. Ninth, you're now ninth. You've won yeah. seven and lost seven, is it? Or something like that? It's all going up. We had 50 isn't it? Were we the... I think we were the only team We'd won six on the bounce or something. Okay. Yeah, we sort of um, that was cracking. There was a lot of chat about on the terraces about um, will you will we be in the prem in five, four, five years? That's got <laughs> well, a little during bit. During the six in a row, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't nice. see why we can't keep <laughs> bouncing up the. And then uh, it's gone a little bit more. You know, yeah, you stayed you. in the cup the other day. You're still yeah, in, yeah. Pete Hereford, that was good. And got, uh, so got Steve, local, local derby. From, who's what? in it? Who's it against? Um, it's either Cholton or Cray. Oh, oh, Cray, oh Cray, okay, Cray, yeah, paper yeah. mills. Cray yeah, paper yeah, mills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, um, that's very exciting. And right? so Stephen Clements is your new yes. manager. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, hopefully get a few. Um, uh, Tottenham loans. Or well, something. yeah, it's all in Newcastle. He's got a few contacts out and about. Me, yeah, you never know. Very Birmingham. visible person these days, Joe. A lot of people see you on stuff, don't they? Loads no, of quite, quite famous, aren't you? Now, <laughs> um, do, what, what do people shout at you in the street? Do people shout at you anything in the street? Um, well, do you know what we do get mm-hmm. a lot of is from the podcast. We've we've manifested this stupid idea that because it, it's called Chattervix yeah. and it's sort of a breakfast thing. With I, I, well, I will blame David for this one. He had the idea that we'd have a catchphrase which was crunch crunch, <laughs> and if he's like, oh, it's like a throwaway thing. If you see us shout crunch crunch, yeah, and my word, that's got out of hand. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of crunch crunches, but I, I, I honestly love it. What do you do? So if someone's in a van or a car, I go crunch crunch. You just absolutely wave. lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely. That means Cheers. the world. Yeah. Me- means the world. <laughs> absolutely means the world. And then move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not not now. Yeah. Dude, don't touch me. So I mean, well, those people that maybe don't know you or don't know the podcast, you, someone says crunch crunch, and they're looking saying. Who's he and what's Crunch Crunch? And I always yeah. say it's absolutely none of your business. Yeah, exactly. You should listen. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't listen. listen. You're not in the club. You're not. No, that's it. That's right. Yeah, we we'll call that's them chatter biscuits as well. Yes. Which is oh, embarrassing. Nice. So people right. can find that. And you, um, what days are you doing that now? Then we are doing uh, it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. And it does not clash with this in any way. So right. what, listen to this and Chatterbix. Yeah, okay. There's room, there's room for everyone. Exactly. Um, and um, don't now. shout crunch crunch at us. <laughs> no, well, you uh, can. If but you mean anything. A bit of fun. Now, uh, your your uh, co-creator and co-presenter of Chatterbix, David Earl, was on last yes. week on Celebrity Combination. Oh Rock. yes, I've lost a bit of paper. Oh, I was given wow. the hints. Yeah, I've Sorry. got I've got some info. I can okay, talk you through okay. it because you are going to play Celebrity Combination. Yeah, don't knock the lock. Here we go. Don't knock the lock. Combination Lock with your hosts, Paul Hawksbeck and Lock Keeper, Charlie Baker. Uh, the knock was locked by uh, Tom Skinner, of course, of Breakfast Fame and The he Apprentice. It, yeah. So he had to, he's, this is the worst game ever, he said, and we thought <laughs> on that base, he had a point. That was definitely but, knocking um, the lock, so we've <laughs> had to reset the to lock. We've had to reset the lock. So well, only two people well, have played uh, the lock so far yeah. this year. Brian Butterfield, entrepreneur, <laughs> um, he got one correct number, uh, none in the correct place. David Earl, um, he got one correct number, one in the correct place. So, Joe, it, it falls on you. The, the reason we're doing this is we have a combination lock that we can't open, basically. No, we can't do it. A, and we, we need a bit of help. A locker that's locked, he can't get his kit out to go and play football. So, who better oh, to do that? A lot than of pressure. This yeah. is a lot of pressure. So you just, I mean, at the moment, all we can tell you is that David got one correct number, one in the correct place with 7126. Mm-hmm. And Brian Butterfield got um, one correct number, none in the correct place with 5777. So I don't want to help you, but I'm guessing seven could be in there somewhere. Mm. But I don't know for a fact. I don't know for a fact. Mm, I think you've thrown me a curveball. Well, I, well, not necessarily. Why? But Why? One, one in the correct place. So oh, hang on, having said that, 
Does that work? Anyway, I'll leave work. it to you. I haven't got a... I, I'm just the host. So, what we need from you, Joe, <laughs> what we need from you, Joe, are five numbers. Oh, sorry, four numbers. I can give you, I can give you a hundred. No, you oh, okay. Just no, give what? us four for now, <laughs> and hopefully we'll be o- open the uh, lock. So, okay, what are you going with? S- let's start with a seven. Mm-hmm. Seven, okay. Yeah. I'm going seven. Seven, first, yeah. Yeah. Did someone say seven? Yeah. yeah somebody said seven. <laughs> yeah, Colin yeah, McFarlane yeah. said seven. Colin McFarlane. The voice of the lock. Incredible voice. Yeah, he realises he's done it for us, but he has yeah. done it for us. So. <laughs> Here we go. And I'm going to go for a three. Three. There we are. I like how he said three, so I'm going to go three again. Three. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pop another three on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> three. If it was that. <laughs> he says other numbers in a good way. Yeah, he's, just got, he's got a great voice, not just a number three. no way he's going to say better than that three. That's, yeah. That's good. Okay, okay let's, let's just remind in, you. Put those in. Let's yeah, just yeah, remind yeah. you of the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Should we just remind you of the numbers? I feel like... Oh, well, we just, seven. Yeah. Three. Mm. Lovely. Three. Three. You know what? Okay, it is good, isn't it? I mean, I could have remembered that. It was quite an easy number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go then, Charlie. Seven, seven, three. Putting them in now. Putting them in now. It's very noisy lock here. Yeah, yeah. Lock that small. Don't knock the lock. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Sorry. You're getting quite close there. Don't knock the lock. <laughs> Skinner country. Here we go. Oh, oh, forget it. Forget it. So how many did... shame. How many did uh, Joe get right? Let's find out. Zero. Oh, oh no, no, that was Celeste. None of them are in the correct place. None, then. right. What? So maybe, maybe I did oh, give you a... Hold on, hold on. They give you a bum steer on seven. I was so confident with the first seven. What yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> and also, you've narrowed it down in no way for anyone else. I was about to say, <laughs> I've, I've we're put basically, some work in we're going, for the next person. We're going That's backwards. Gone backwards now. We're going backwards. You've made it worse for whoever is next week. What? Yeah. Right, okay, I feel like smashing up the studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's heartbreaking. It really was. Bad uh, luck. There we are. Where where can uh, so um, all where, the good bookshops? All good bookshops. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. And where are you yeah. doing? You got some Book signings, signings coming up? Yeah, Nottingham on Friday. I should have written this down. Yeah, Sat- Saturday, Piccadilly. You're wondering why right. no one's turning up. You don't know where well, you're going. It's hard. It looks charming. Yeah, no, really. can, can we look yeah. on? Was it on the website somewhere? Yes. Go to. That, thank you. Good, yeah. Massive, <laughs> massive help there. Go to Weatherspoons. No, Weatherspoons. Go, Weather, to, Weatherspoons. go to Weatherspoons. <laughs> have a, have a what pint. sort of book is <laughs> Forget all go about to, the book. Is it, what's it called? Go Waterstone. on Curry Club. Waterstones. <laughs> go to Weatherspoons. That says a lot about you, that does. To, uh, I buy all my books from Weatherspoons. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, go to Waterstones yeah. and then click on events and then you can... Um, oh, okay. It'll all be there. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not worth it. And any and live work coming out? When's curry night in Waterstones? Yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday's curry night. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, what are you up to live wise? I'm, I'm actually, tr- well, I'm trying to write, I'm doing stand up. I'm trying to write um, mm. new stand up and hopefully tour next year or something. But it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, really hard, Jay. Yeah, I yeah. forgot how hard it is. Yeah, it's hard. It's amazing yeah, how yeah. much doesn't work. Joe, yeah. lovely to see you. Yeah, thanks, thanks Joe. For thanks us. for popping in. Joe really Wilkinson, my autobiography with illustrations by Henry Packer is available now. It's published by Bantam. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Like that, Charlie? Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? That's, I want to listen to it as soon as possible. Oh, okay, yeah. It's called ASAP. Oh, Wow, we imagine uh, that. it is by the K-pop uh, girl band Stacy. Okay, and they're huge. Are they? They're huge in Korea. In Korea, in the old K-pop business. Yeah, and I don't um, think I could name you one K-pop song, record, yeah, you know, or band. Let's be honest. You're, you're, not, I'm not the. I'm not the. Uh, you're not the target, target audience. You're not the target audience. So. Um, you weren't in that day. Last week, I was. I think when we talked to Todd Macklin about it, uh, Texas Rangers, um, the Arizona Diamondbacks played in the World Series yeah. baseball, and Stacy turned up to do a sort of set between the in, in one of the games, and they turned up, and it was obviously Texas Rangers, but they turned up in Glasgow Rangers tops. Oh, how lovely! Wearing how lovely. them, like somebody nice. had got all the details wrong, but in a brilliant bit of marketing, which I don't know has been instigated by Rangers or by uh, Stacy. Uh, the girls went off to Ibrox uh, to meet some of the fans. They're all wearing the late... They're all wearing vintage ones, the oh, sort of nice. ones Koisty used to wear. I wonder, that I wonder of, where they bought them that from. That sort of era. They, they'd made them look stylish. Anyway, let's bring in uh, Roscoe McLennan, who's a Rangers fan comedian who uh, I'm sure is right across this. Yeah. Roscoe, good afternoon. Hello, Roscoe. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Yeah. I bet, I bet you've been playing non-stop Stacey <laughs> since, <laughs> since you heard about the, uh, the link-up between the two brands. Absolutely, I uh, I stand 
uh, Stacy and the K-pop mafia. Yes. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think they got the shirts? Do you think there was some bloke on eBay? I've sold those four shirts. But why did they get the vintage ones? <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, I've sold odd. those four shirts out the loft. Yeah. And there they are. Stacy. I, I don't know if you saw it. the original picture, Roscoe, of them on stage in Texas, but they are. They're, they're, they're sort of vin- a great old vintage Rangers shirt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, how how did they get six of these? Yeah. Like, like, what my favourite part of it is just seeing the McEwen's Lager standing yeah. right yeah. at the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's suddenly going to be cases of it being flown over to, to Korea. This is the thing. I mean, obviously, uh, supporting Spurs, I do, but uh, Sonny is a kind of huge star, massive star, and we get lots of Korean fans coming to games. So I think Ibrox, you're going to be inundated suddenly by sort of teenage Korean girls wanting to come to matches, yeah. supporting the team, buying the shirts. This is a brilliant bit of marketing by 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 Rangers, I think. A hundred percent. Like Celtic, the Celtic must be kicking themselves because they've spent <laughs> years and millions trying to like expand into the Asian market. Yeah. And then Rangers have sort of one up them just because some assistants done a quick Google search at like <laughs> half three on a Friday. You know? It's great. It's a bit what's lovely about it, it's kind of quite organic. It's become slightly cynical and business like, I'm sure, because uh, that's the way yeah. life is. But initially, as you say, from an era, uh, an old 1990s cut down Rangers kit has suddenly opened a door for your club. Into, you might be able to. You might start buying Korean players. You might suddenly, with all the extra money, going out and spending yeah, hundred million quid on a defensive fullback. <laughs> uh, it might change the songbook. I looks a wee bit as well. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, we'll have some some new K-pop style bangers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a Stacey song that can be reworked uh, for well, well, uh, Rangers. Nice, yeah, I for don't the, know. For the, for the I, I'm also interested to know that they look quite young. The girls. I'd say they're all probably in there. Uh, teens or twenties, so I mean, I, I, want, I doubt any of them are saying, "Well, it was the Jock Wallace years for me." <laughs> <laughs> Talking about John Gregg or uh, Graham Soonis and that yeah, era of the infamous Dynamo Kiev game, Mark rena- ha- big Mark Hatley fans, narrowed the pitch. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much they're steeped in the history of the club, Roscoe. Well, well I mean, I heard them say. Uh, and I quote, we love Rangers. Yeah. And I doubted the validity of their fanship <laughs> for a second. Uh, I, I, I didn't see them in the crowd at the delayed kickoff uh, midweek mm. in Dundee. You yeah. know? <laughs> but then I looked into their back catalogue mm. and their first single was called uh, So Bad, which I believe <laughs> uh, is actually about serial dessers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> their latest single is called Teddy Bear. So it's a match Ooh. made in heaven. Yeah, oh, very nice. Go. Yeah, Tom the Rangers fans just been in touch, guys. Yeah. They have a song called Teddy Bear. Yeah, so very nice. So maybe it was always meant to be this this uh, link up. So yeah, do expect. As I said, it doesn't take much of a connection to suddenly find you. You got lots right. of Korean fans coming to watch the team and no, buying good. the shirts. It's fantastic. What a lovely story. Eight points behind uh, Celtic, Roscoe. How, how do you turn the season round? Is there any, any chance? Uh, you know, I, I you know. I think Celtic can drop points. I actually, uh, I witnessed a conversation between uh, uh, two Celtic fans. One, uh, Susie McCabe, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, comedian, and yeah. uh, uh, Susie was talking to another Celtic fan. Uh, I think I was at, and and I was just listening in, and I could hear the panic in their voice, and I thought they know that it's not going to go all their way mm. this season. Ooh. I think uh, the new manager is fan is fantastic. Uh, Clement has got them he's managed to get Scott Wright looking like a football player which I didn't think was possible <laughs> um, and we've got a few players still to come back we've got Matondo to come back you know I think it's going to be I think it's going to be interesting Has Todd Campbell done for you I haven't seen a lot of Rangers mm. bits and pieces has, has he done for you well I, I think the last time I was on uh, the last time I was on I said a couple of things I said that I thought Rangers would beat uh, Betis mm. uh, and, and they did so I was proved it. I also, I mean, Cantwell for me, I said last time, I think he's a player for the Wades. Um, and I don't, he's been subbed on and off a couple yeah. of times uh, <laughs> since he came back. I think rather than playing the direct style of play, which I think Clement's trying to implement, he'll sort of hold on at the ball and look for a, you know, a, a Hollywood pass. Mm. And I think if he drills that out of him, uh, then yeah, the, the sky's the limit for him. 
He's but very, think, he's very K-pop, isn't he? Todd Cantwell. He is. I think oh, they'd like yeah. him. Okay, yeah, Stacey would like Todd. I think they'd be, <laughs> they'd be quite keen on him. Yeah. I feel like the board should have got Cantwell to show them round Ibrooks rather than John Bomber Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that who showed them round? Is that, that really? was it. They got Broxy Bear and John Bomber Brown. I'm like, was there nobody else in the building? That's fantastic. So many touchstones between Stacey and, and John Bomber Brown, I would imagine. The conversation conversation would have flowed. Oh, is that right? It would have been okay, fantastic, right? wouldn't it? You're, you're, knowing all about it, gend up on all their stuff. It's fantastic. Well, it's a lovely story. Let's hope it does lead to uh, a, new fa- a new fan base in Korea. And, uh, and maybe they'll do a gig there. Maybe they'll come maybe, and yeah, they'll play Ibrox. Yeah, yeah. well, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Be fantastic. We could only hope. Yeah. Roscoe, what are you up to comedy-wise? You busy at the minute? Uh, well, I've got a spe- I'm going to record a special in the Glasgow stand, uh, 10th of December. Just some new stuff, some old stuff that I'm just looking to put on a... Uh, Put on a video and then never say it ever again. Uh, <laughs> January, I'm away back out to Australia and then I'll be back in Glasgow for the Glasgow Comedy Festival and then looking ahead to the Edinburgh Festival next year. That's pretty much it. Very well, nice. Good very stuff. Nice. Well done. Well, lovely to talk to you, Roscoe. We'll catch up with you soon. All right. Thanks again. Cheers, Roscoe. Take care. Roscoe McLennan there. Our thanks to him. Oh, nice. Going to catch him uh, out and about. And uh, good luck to Stacey in that beautiful tie-up. John Bomber Brown walking around with his headphones in now. What are you listening to? Oh, yeah. my little business. Yeah. Look at Stacey <laughs> on Spotify. Doesn't hurt. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'll reconvene with Andy uh, tomorrow. We got the Tottenham-Chelsea chat out the way, of course. So we can move on tomorrow, if he'll let me. <laughs> Plenty you, of Champions League. draw a line in the sand. I, I think we'll okay, just draw yeah, a line sure. under the whole damn business (laughs) and I'll see you Thursday Charlie you will indeed for a spread for a spread that's it thanks for listening we'll catch up with you tomorrow you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.